The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. We are the usual suspects. I am Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett the Third. To my right, I have the one and the only T Rich, and of course, dialing in, I have the lovely and the incomparable. Hey, Savage. And again, we are the usual <laughs> suspects. This is www.flashblackradio. Today's date is June fifth, two thousand eighteen. And uh, yeah, a lot of stuff that has transpired uh, since we last spoke. Uh, Pusha T has responded uh, to Drake's Duppy uh, freestyle, and then uh, Jay Prince got involved in a whole bunch of other shit. Uh, Serena's still dealing with a whole bunch of sexist, misogynistic shit. It's a lot going on, so I don't I don't know where you ladies want to start. Regarding Jay Prince and this assertion that Drake has this freestyle that will set an atom bomb on, on the world and just blow up life as we know it and kill all the fish and birds will fall from the sky and families will fall apart. The, the sky will turn red. The blood, the oceans will run red with blood. I feel like it's a lie. I don't know if it's a lie. I just know that Donald Trump is president. We're still alive, and it can't be that bad. You know what I'm saying? So what, he going to hurt a bunch of rich nigga families? Who cares? He said he was going to destroy families. I feel like he probably had a lot of shit on Kanye. I think he got a lot of personal business on a lot of people. I think a yeah. lot of people discount Aubrey. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, though, if Pusha T was the one that came out and was like talking all this shit about you... You coming out with a, a freestyle that talks a lot of shit about Kanye is kind of sidestepping the issue. But I, I, I'll say this, and I, I agree with you, but I also feel like if you really listen to like the Duppy freestyle, more of this stuff was actually about Kanye and his business. Like, like, yo, like, like, I, I just came from out there, like, giving y'all a hand. I just wrote all these verses for you, father, father, you know, father gave reached reached out a hand and did all these things for you. You owe me money, uh, Virgil. Um, you, um, you didn't want to have Virgil prospering in your circle and all this stuff. All that stuff was shots at Kanye. The stuff he said about Pusha T was actually kind of limited, and really the thing that allowed Pusha T to just like justify how deeply he went in on on Drake was the fact that he mentioned his fiance's name. I feel I feel like Pusha T is probably waiting like, "Oh, okay, now I can do this." But also Drake did this whole thing based on a couple of lines that Pusha T made. That's so, what Drake does. You know, petty, <laughs> petty cake, petty cake. Yeah, yeah, he's know? he's a, Drake is a petty dude though. Well, sometimes if you petty, you just yeah. got to get what he got. Yeah, I mean to be and to be I mean the the secret baby thing wasn't a secret like that was, right, that ben was out last year. Yeah, 
and 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 he been flying back and forth. The media that already confirmed. I think people kind of disregarded it as probably was just like I think people wanted to believe that maybe it was just like innuendo and skin. I mean, I don't know. I I heard about it, but I you know what I forgot about it. So when Pusha T like put it in, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. But I don't really care enough. I mean, I'm not shitting on Drake. I mean, I I, I did listen to Drake way more when he first came out. Um, but. I mean, I'm not really enough into Drake to really care, like if like about his paternal issues or whatever. That's his business. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of people do have like complicated shit going on with their paternal history that we know personally. I, you know, what, what some I mean, celebrity Jay-Z does. Jay Z got secret babies, right? Huh? Jay Z got secret babies, That's right? What been saying does he? I don't know. See, <laughs> and I listen to Jay, but I don't know that part. They've I don't been know. Saying that for years. I think a lot of people will be saying that they're his son and then it turned out not to be. But mm-hmm. you know, this one dude was like saying he want, he's like 24, he wants Jay Z to take a paternity test. You didn't hear that shit? Mm-mm. I suppose it looks nothing like Jay Z or whatever. But like, yeah, Jay Z can't. Nah. I mean, free answer baby. One, you got to answer them all. Huh? Free baby. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Open okay. secret. Oh, okay. I don't think I knew Free had a baby. And like some video girl. Right. Mm. It's interesting because supposedly, if I were, if I were, no, I'm not gonna get in this. And I don't, okay, all right, all right, cool. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I personally am not a Drake fan, but I just feel like, first of all, this was some good rap beef that you know ended to before it actually really got started. But I also feel like I call like I'm I'm gonna call Aubrey a loser, and I'm gonna call him Aubrey because you don't get to be Drake on this one. <laughs> I'm gonna call Aubrey a loser because it's a bad play. Like and it's a bad play because like okay, the the things that he's saying about you is you got a secret son. Well, son not secret, you know what I'm saying? And she's French. The French got totally different laws about how you can uh, show pictures of children and whatnot. Like famous people routinely move to have babies in France because they can seriously have their children protected. So that's why you're allowed to chase them. If they were in New York, it would probably be a different story. So I just feel like, you know, you pretending like he not acknowledging his child, like that's not really the case. And you don't actually know what's going on in his business because he admitted, you know what I'm saying, on the call that he don't know if he paid child support or not. You know what I'm saying? All he could say is, oh, you're going to use him as a prop. So there's one on that. Then it's okay, fine. You didn't Photoshop the blackface, but you actually manipulated the image that was put out there to take the picture out of context. So he actually is acting like Drake did something that was so foul and he didn't. He actually took the picture out of context. He know why Drake did what he did. Can I just for a moment say, I think that was very well played as far as like this whole beef thing goes, because... He has Drake has to address the blackface. Right, right, right. And 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 not only that, like I feel like without actually ripping hip hop apart, without saying nothing about Kanye, he could talk about slut shaming. He could talk about, you know what I'm saying, what motivated him to take that picture, the state of mind that he was in when that was going on. You know what I'm saying? And really he could be like, mind your business, you don't know what the fuck is going on with my kid. We ain't got no paparazzi over here where my kid is at. So like really pump your brakes. And how much of a Debbie can I be? I just named, you know what I'm saying? I'm, that's not saying that money, you know, is is being, you know, given in, in terms of support. But I just feel like that would be a move. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
is he friends with Nas? Because, like, according to Pusha, he don't fuck with niggas that got child support issues. And that nigga got whole custody wife beating child support issues. So how many niggas are you friends with? You know what I'm saying? In hip hop. I just feel like daddy. He talked about his mama. He talked about his mama. The line about his mother was low. Talk about a nigga with MS. You know what I'm saying? You, so, so yeah, like, you talk about slut shaming, people with disabilities. You talk about maternity. You talking about biracial, like what it means to be biracial, and 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 like I feel like if Drake takes the L on this, you know what I'm saying? It's totally because he can't put the beef for Kanye to the side and actually respond because there's a whole bunch of shit that he could personally respond to and there's a whole bunch of you know what i'm saying people populations that would totally stand up behind him you know what i'm saying disabled people would stand up behind him people with ms specifically you know what i'm saying he can get a whole lot of feminists you know what i'm saying to stand up with him you know what i'm saying if we talk about you know slut shaming and everything like that although you know we know that drake can't actually talk about that shit because he got problematic uh, ideas about women and whatnot um, so I just feel like, you know, Aubrey is a loser if he don't respond because he don't need to talk about nobody else in order to come back. Mm-mm. And it's and, and to lose on this, I got to say again, it's such a bad play. It's like a Donald Trump alternative fact universe. We're going to let somebody like well, make Jay Prince has already that. spoken, so I, I don't think. I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, we'll, we'll hear a response. <laughs> and then like somebody specifically asked like, yo, so what about like the track possibly being leaked? And Jay friends is like, no, nah, I don't think that'll be a leak. Cause, uh, Drake gave me his word. And as long as I have his word, you know, that's good until he proves otherwise. So that lets me know, like if it leaks, then that nigga I'm, is I'm rich enough to you. retire. Didn't, didn't Drake drop Back to back, like ten minutes after Meek Mill responded, like he was doing those whole that when he had that beef with Meek Mill, it seemed like he was like getting that shit out quick as hell. And Meek Mill though, and it's been what today, like a full week. Yeah, over that because that was that was a Saturday he responded, so it's over. It's it's about ten days now. Yeah, about ten days now. Now it's just like oh, I was gonna respond, but Prince J J Prince, what's his name? J Prince. J Prince said I can't. So I'm gonna just go back to working on this album called Scorpion with no stinger. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, either way, I feel like Drake is at a disadvantage if he does not respond for whatever the reason may be. And I think Jay Prince, you know, because again, it's, it's not like Jay Prince is just some unknown figure to him. He's been instrumental in Drake's success. A lot of people don't know that. But um, Drake got a lot of burn in Houston before he spread across the country and then eventually became a, quote unquote, worldwide phenomenon. So, I mean, I don't want to like diminish like Jay Prince's influence. I mean, Jay Prince was behind Scarface and the Ghetto Boys, Devin the Dude, KB, a lot of people that came out of Houston. Uh, he's been in like, I'm, I'm just saying. I don't know who KB is. Well, you got to listen to some rap a lot shit. I, I, just I barely know who yeah, Devin yeah, yeah. the Dude I, is. You don't, I mean, but I feel what you like said you is a bunch of forty. But what you said is a bunch of forty and fifty year old men who are swiftly approaching sixty millennials to have several seats. And I feel like the millennials are savage. We are here for this. Some of the olds are here for this too. So I mean, like I personally would be like, I am rich enough to retire and go live in my good socialized healthcare and education country. 
You know what I'm saying? And I would be letting the track leak out because what I'm not going to do is be played, you know what I'm saying, by a nigga in a proxy war. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I think Drake is looking at it from a career and, and longevity standpoint. Um, I, I think either way, he's going to take a hit. I really don't think that Drake is equipped to actually, like, Pusha T made it known, and we had this conversation, like, last week before his verse even dropped. He made it known. That like yo, I, I got I got heat on deck for this dude, and I was saying like, and when when we had the conversation last week before, you know his verse dropped, I was saying yo, Pusha T is an actual lyricist, so like you know the idea that Drake is like you know, Drake went against Meek Mill, that's cute and everything, but I I can't I can't cite any Meek Mill bars like yo, just like like burn down a ministry when I when I think about it. I can give you Red Man lines. Church, she wanna fuck. And I said, church. <laughs> that, that's Meek Mill line? Okay, okay. Well, there you go. Like, like, I, like I, can, I, can, I can quote, like, Red Man lines. I can give you Razzcash lines. I can give you Pasta News lines. I can give you J lines. I can give you Andre 3000 lines. I can give you a lot of different MCs out there. Black Thought. I can't. I, I understand part of that is because of my age. You know what I mean. So I'm. I'm not trying to sound like I'm just hating or whatever. But I could also give you Kendrick lines and J Cole lines. I'm just not impressed really with Meek Mill. So to put Meek Mill in the same category as Pusha T, I think that's what Drake did. And I think Drake thought that it's going to be in the same vein where I could just do this. And this is not about bars. This is about information. It, it is partially about bars. This is about information. Because Drake still this wants is to be about information. Drake this wants to not, be the go. But to, yeah, I get it, and that's the whole problem. So for Drake to be able to battle Pusha T, he now has, as as Jay Prince said, he has to be get be like a hog and get in the mud. And he said basically, so you have to now sling He's dirt on that level. That. Yeah, you have right. to. Yeah. So so bring it. So bring it. Jay, so that's what. Okay, so from Jay Prince's perspective, He's not gonna do that. Huh. He, he doesn't want He's to do that. He, that because he has this whole like you know, good guy that fucks strippers persona, and you know he's on his kind of jive feminist thing with this whole nice for what like yeah you know I'm here for you. I, I very much appreciated that video. Though. I'm here for you women, and you know this whole idea of like I mean, look beef. Rap battles, all of that shit is supposed to get grimy. It's supposed to get dirty. It don't do that Thank no more, though. You. All of that. But it don't Thank do that you. no more, though. Like, in this generation, you. it's completely different. The, the fact... But we I just fucked about your it. wife. I get it. I get it. But, like, yeah, that's that's pop. And, that, and that's what Jay Prince was saying. So I'm going to address that in two phases. So one, Jay Prince was saying he felt like now that Pusha T went to this level, Drake had no recourse but to go to the other level. He knows that Pusha T is going to come back at him. So he says, at this point, this is where things could get beyond just bars. Now she can get physical. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like Pusha T and Drake. It could be somebody in entourage that causes that shit to go to another level. And he cited Biggie and Pac. Step out there. Yeah, he cited, and he cited Biggie and Pac. And he was saying before Biggie passed, he's like, yo, you shouldn't be out here on this coast. I've heard these things. And he said he went and talked to Puff. And he went and talked to Biggie personally. And like, yo, you should not be out here. These are the things I'm hearing. You should bounce. And they didn't. And we know what happened. So from from his perspective, he's looking at it from a protective angle. Like it's not necessarily your lane. I don't want this to happen to either one of y'all. It ultimately, like when it comes to life and death, is not really worth it. And then from like the Drake perspective, whatever, like dude, like that's like, not picking fights, wants, Aubrey. He wants to be the goat. 
Like Stop he's not going fights. to be there. He's to not. Be, There's yeah, too yeah. many yeah, yeah. lyricists but, out here, yeah, like actual lyricists. He wants to be the so goat. much better than him and the team that he pays. Yeah, he wants to be the goat. But like, what I'm saying is the way these kids beef now is like, and you just we just talked about it last week. The fact that the kid was throwing so much dirt on J Cole, and J Cole was able to take him and put him on camera. And stunned the fuck out of him. And was real cool about it. Had an interview. He interviewed this dude like he's a radio personality. He was like, yeah, yeah so, so why was you me, talking that? Tell, like, me, tell me about your dad. How was, how was it living with your stepdad? He was like, yeah, I had that thing you know, too. Like, so you really just a troubled youth who's, who's got some emotional issues or whatever. You just 17. How long have you been rapping? Oh, word, only 50, only two years? You were 15 when you started? You 17 now? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing this for a minute. But again, it just goes back to like, Aubrey, stop picking fights with people. Because one day you're going to run up on somebody, which you did, who's bigger than you and better than you. And this is going to be like the outcome. I think that whole Meek Mill thing had him feeling real like, oh, That's I can't exactly be touched. Yeah. <laughs> niggas yeah. don't want none of, niggas don't I want just, none of Drake. Yeah. That's exactly I just, what it was. I mean, but then, you know, if you got the dirt slinging. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. Mm-hmm. You are, I mean, you, they, they you, don't like him anyway. He don't have no friends. You who, know? Drake? Yeah, I mean, no, I you know. I, I, I personally feel that most of what he had to respond with was going to be at Kanye. That's what I think. Based upon how the first one was written, I think the first one, I mean, the first one came out so fast because it was already done. So Then if that's the case, you know Kanye is coming out with his album. Why don't you just... Since you're starting beef anyway, why don't you just like wait till Kanye releases his album and then release your duppy freestyle? You could take the whole line about Virginia Williams out. Hell yeah, the infrared thing. You know, it's just like he. I, I feel like you don't know, look for reasons to fight and then not be ready to. Fight. I'm not look. I'm not disagreeing with you. I feel like he he tried to snuff Pusha T, and it's like we we've seen occasionally where somebody might think that they big enough to sucker punch somebody and they think they're just gonna knock him out on the first shot. And that man was like real back, like, oh, word. And then it, then it becomes a fight. And then you're like, this wasn't supposed to happen. That was not part of the plan. I've seen that. So I've seen then my, question, my question is, do you think that Jay Prince is capable for Drake? Or do you think that he, you know what I'm saying, is telling the truth? A bit of, um, probably a bit of both from his perspective. I mean, he's he's been around for a very long time. So he probably, he pro- I mean, it's the industry. So people would like, for example... You know, people who were at that party know who the hell bit Beyonce in the face definitively. We heard it's annihilated. <laughs> it's so funny because I was just watching Watch What Happens Live last night. It was a rerun. Wait, what happened? Oh, you didn't hear about that? See? So, so <laughs> you can talk about Going that. back it's like two a months few ago? weeks, some months, yeah. Yeah, it was a couple months ago. Tiffany Haddish was at a party with Beyonce. And like initially, like Tiffany Haddish posted a picture of her and Beyonce. And she was like, yeah, Beyonce, I was about to get into a fight. And Beyonce was like, nah, calm down. Um, and I said, well, I'll calm down if you take a picture with me. And then Tiffany Haddish, being new to fame and things mm. Beyonce natured, apparently, did an interview and was like, yeah, you know, we was at that party. And I was like talking to Beyonce and some, you know, somebody walked up to her and bit her face. And I was like, bitch, did you bite Beyonce's face? I'm going to fuck you up. And so, and one, mind you, there were mad people, there were mad celebrities at this party. So, like, so Gabrielle Union was, um, it was a rerun last night on Watch What Happens Live, and Gabrielle Union was up there. And somebody asked the question, like, um, Gabrielle, do you know who bit Beyonce? And Gabrielle Union was like, um, one, I wasn't at that party, and two, even if I did know, I wouldn't say because that's not what you do. Somebody bit her. 
on the on the face. According to Tiffany Haddish, somebody there, bit there me. There are a lot of people who who validated it without actually saying yeah. And so now Lathan. So now Lathan's name got thrown into a people because, you know, Beyonce was like, that bitch just hit me in the face, just bit me in the face. And, you know, Tiffany was like, I'm a fuck her up. And she was like, no, Tiffany, she's not, she's on drugs. I don't even mean like marijuana. I mean, like, she's not even herself. Like, she's on hardcore drugs. Just, you know, forget about it. And so now Lathan was like, you know, so now Lathan keeps coming out like, no, that wasn't me. First, she was like, you know, if I bit her, it would be a love bite. And then she was like, nah, I, no, I didn't bite her. It wasn't me. I didn't do that. It wasn't me. And man, Christopher Williams had to go for a long time saying he hit Halle Berry before it came out that it wasn't him. So. Right, it was Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it wasn't her. And if I'm I was Christopher Williams, I'd have thrown shade on everybody because he was already on the D list. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he wasn't going to get Step off it. Falling like, down the alphabet. Was, Amen. Right, right. I mean, he was already at the point where he was waiting for bitches to get old so he could go on reunion tours. Like, I mean, I just came out with it. Like, fuck it, I ain't never going to work again. You know what I'm saying? Like I watched the interview with uh uh on Deezus Amira with Andre Harrell and he broke down the whole Christopher Williams thing while his career like like flopped. And she was Why? crazy. Because like Christopher Williams had like some type of issue w- with the label and Andre Harrell was like um on the, in the process of leaving town. I'm I'm mm-hmm. not gonna say this completely right because I listened to a lot of stuff because I, I try to like learn how to interview better and all that stuff. So basically um, he was getting ready to fly out of town. Christopher Williams was upset. He was at the label and he was basically like violating the office. He's basically like breaking shit up and all that stuff or whatever. And like, yo, so what do the people call? Like, what should we do? And like, yo, arrest him. So like he gets back and he tries to like squash things with him, but like they couldn't come to terms in terms of like the direction of what Christopher Williams' career was going to do. So basically, like they, they went their separate ways, and he was like telling them, like, "Yo, this is basically like a watershed moment for you. You can let me do what I know how to do, or you can go out there and be Christopher Williams without me and see what happens." And he chose to be Christopher Williams without Andre Harrell. And we saw what happened. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, I know what it was. He did two songs. Now, do we see Christopher Williams without Andre Harrell, or do we see Christopher Williams without Andre Harrell putting his thumb on the scale? I don't know. Wait, wait, wait a second. So I, this is what it was. The, the, the what made it mad. So Christopher Williams did two songs, for like I think MTV or something like that. One of them was like a like a ten, it was either Teddy Pendergrass or Luther Vandross like cover. So he did oh, two songs. That huh? He no, I heard he burned he it down. Like like Andre Harrell said he burned it down. So he said he did a really good job. He could sing back in the day. I, I think his voice kind of left no, him. No, he always sounded like he had marbles Smoky? in his throat to me. <laughs> okay, like I, a I, black okay. Michael McDonald. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's hilarious shit. So now, so <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, kind of like, funny though. Like an old church lady lived in his body. Uh, <laughs> wait, movie. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> yeah, that know what? Oh shit, know what? That is gonna be a thing now. Uh, yeah. Kiss. Okay, okay, all right. So anyway, so yeah, so basically he had done two songs for this MTV performance or whatever, and he was really excited because it's like that song that he did, what he he was very confident it was going to help him connect with different audiences. And he had the other song that was his, and they cut the performance out. So Aww. that and and also on top of all the other stuff that was going on was enough for him to get, you know, like, you know, flummoxed, not flummoxed, but flabbergasted, if you will. Aww. And that caused him to to have a difference of opinions. Christopher Williams went his way. And I mean, he just, I mean, because he already, I mean, if you start breaking up people's offices and shit, like, you know what I'm saying? That type of stuff gets around. 
Just like, you know, if like, you know, you're in the industry, that's just what happens. Work, work gets around about you, whether it's accurate or not. Oh, no, true. And you're not even a rapper. Yeah. And, and that's all I was saying about the whole like Drake, Drake thing. Drake probably has a gang of information on a lot of people, including Kanye. I feel like if he was going to go with anybody, it would be way easier for him to go with Kanye. Cause like, push especially the now that set, Kanye is like a shell of who he used to be. Yeah, and push the T set. He's still making numbers though, cause I heard his numbers on Spotify and like like his worldwide streams. He's already cracked a hundred million streams and, for this new album. Yeah. Have you heard the reviews of this new album? No, I don't. I don't um, plan to hear the reviews or not, the album. I've not listened to the album. <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to the album. But like, yeah, I, I listened to not, Life of Pablo. I heard it was good though. I listened to Life of Pablo the, once, I, and I was like, never again. But I've not heard, I've not read one good review about this album. Yeah, I mean, uh, it said again. it sounds like a bunch of un, unfinished stuff. Yeah. Yes, I've read the very, very, very smart, smart brothers. Yeah. <laughs> First yeah. of all, this week in Wyoming. <laughs> yes. Like, who like, does like, an album release and why fucking Oming? No, nigga, why are you in Wyoming at all? Like, why are you recording in Wyoming? Who, what, what black people are in Wyoming? Please, those who want to make America great again, or those who are born there. Kanye, Wyoming, that's Jackson Hole, right? No, excuse me, that's where rich white men go to decide the fate of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like Jackson Hole is not for niggas, and I don't understand why he's there. Wyoming, Hmm. right? Mm -mm. Yes, I mean, I mean that was that was nothing. Good. I think I think Panama said like I listened to this once and I never intend to listen to it again. Yeah. I mean, I, I again like after Jesus, I was already kind of like, mmm, because I, I I bought Jesus and I'm like, yeah, I was. I didn't. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't digging it. And I was like, all right, directionally, I I respect Kanye has the right to to change and mature and grow and try different things as an artist. Jesus just didn't do anything for me personally. And it's like yeah. I sonically, I just, I just wasn't on board with this. So when the whole life of Pablo, and then I started heard how you started changing things around and doing all these reissues, I'm like, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there for that. And that kind of goes into what you were saying um, last week when we talked about him, when you said he wants to curate and like, like a, like a, like a museum right. or some shit. And I'm just like, nah, man, like, like if you if you release a work of art, it should be what it is. You know niggas what I'm saying? Have, but niggas would have much more respect for him. If he came out and said, "If he just came I'm, out, I'm what? done. I'm done Sorry. treating this music shit like music. Mm-hmm. I'm going to treat this music shit like art. You know what I'm saying? These are some of my fam- favorite, you know, artists. These are these are the reasons why I do this. Like again, I I stand by what I said last week. He wants to make music like there's an artist statement attached to. You know what I'm saying? The, the 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 music. The problem is we don't buy CDs, and so there are no liner notes anymore. And you know what I'm saying. They have the Kanye, digital liner notes, but I digress. Well, <laughs> Kanye wants to make music for people who are really interested in sitting down and reading the liner notes while they listen to his music. Because at this point, he's not making actual pop music. He's making his version of fine art. It's just music. And I mean, that's all well and good. It's just that he need to go sit in the corner with Maria Abramovich and they need to figure out how they're going to do, you know what I'm saying, uh, performance art together. And he needs to leave, you know what I'm saying, actual listeners alone. <laughs> what? I no, mean, no, that was just the leave the listeners alone part. That was funny. 
because he wants to make performance art. And the people who like Kanye don't want to hear that because right now Kanye got two type of fans. People who think he's a musical genius and he can never do any wrong. And the Kardashian contingent. Okay. With all due respect, I would like to stop talking about Kanye. I feel like we've talked about Kanye a lot over the last couple of weeks and I really don't want to give him any more burn. I well, just felt like he was like relevant Donald to the Pusha T conversation. Huh? You like Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, Speaking we've actually Donald done better Trump about that. But. And unnecessary ass white people. Good girl, that same Giuliani? dragon energy. Giuliani? You want to talk about the Giuliani? <laughs> no, let's oh, not talk shit. about the reporter. All right, go ahead. With Serena Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you have not, um, HBO has, I guess it's only five parts. I'm unclear. A docuseries on Serena Williams dating back to, I think, the first episode she has not yet gone into labor. I think she went into labor in the second episode, but it goes up to know, a couple of weeks ago because it showed her at the royal wedding. So she's, you know, they're showing her, you know, trying to get back on the court and, you know, she's preparing for the French Open, which is currently going on. But Serena pulled out yesterday when she was supposed to face Maria Sharapova, who just intimidates her because of her. Supermodel good looks and her shoulders, I think. Alluring shoulders. Alluring shoulders, get, according to. Yeah, Donald Trump says she has alluring shoulders. <laughs> and this, this is from years ago. First so it's like, all, this is from a while ago. That, but reading that sentence actually made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> that, well, I just thought it was like, because just thinking about, first of all, thinking about the white man who thought it was appropriate to ask this comment and the vision in his mind that he had when he said that Donald Trump said that she had alluring shoulders. It just was too much. But It was too gross but on the, too many levels. The thing that to add on top of that, he's like, this is not like a recent comment. So this comment is from, I think, over a decade ago. So I think the guy led off by saying, I've been waiting years to ask you <laughs> yeah. this. Huh? I've been waiting like ten years to ask. He you said this. I've been waiting like like I thought you said like fourteen. But he said I've been waiting. Well, like- I mean, fourteen years ago was the last time Maria Sharapova beat Serena Williams. Yeah. So, but he was like, which is a, which makes it because her win loss record versus Maria Sharapova should let you know whether or not she's intimidated. The only person between the uh, the Williams sisters was Venus. Venus and Sharapova actually had like some battles. Sharapova got some. Venus got some. At the end of the day, uh, Serena was not... Ca- Serena beat them both at the end of the day. I, 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 something I just like, just, just the thing that should strike this dude off the top. Like, first of all, Serena has 24 major titles and singles. Sharapova got like two? I don't keep up with that. I'm, I'm just saying roughly, approximately. Two. So she got maybe like two. And on top of that, let's let's take one step deeper. Um, Serena to- Venus like were raised in Compton, California. The fuck they? Why would she be scared of like some? Why would you? And also, someone with a tennis racket. And why? Does I don't know to, why the question wasn't posed to Maria Sharapova because she was the one who was banned for a year because she was doping. Oh, the drugs. She got caught to, for a second time. Yeah. Yeah. I was so kind of obviously she's she the one who's so You said like you can't beat her on your own natural talent. I feel. I feel like. I feel like that was a, like a really short bang. It's supposed to be like a year, but it seemed like that year went by really fast. A year has gone by really fast. Maybe that's what it was, but I, I was kind of surprised that she was in it. And the, it, is Sharapo, did Sharapova have a ranking on top of that? I'm confused because Serena entered the tournament unranked. Um, Technically, she I wasn't unranked. She was just she was like ranked. 430. Like that's no, not, she, not that's not really seating. 
she lost her ranking, but I think she's played in some of the smaller tournaments that have gone on this year to get a better ranking than, and Serena hasn't because, you know, yes. she's been having a baby. Yeah. Not only did she have a baby, she had a, a C-section. And if you've ever had anybody cut into your abdomen, that's some shit. Um, but also, I mean, I think the thing that the the documentary points out is just how difficult it is, you know, having a baby and having a career and trying to like juggle those and get back into your routine of normalcy because she was breastfeeding and she had to stop breastfeeding to compete because she was carrying too much fat. And she was, you know, having this discussion, like, yeah. you know, do I continue trying to, like, have this connection with my baby or, you know, do I try to compete? And I I, I love my baby, but I, I really miss competing and I miss my body and I miss being able to, like, move and do things. And, you know, he, her coach at one point was like, you know, <laughs> you just need to, like, leave your baby for, like, two or three months. And she was like, bitch, no, the fuck? See, I, I'm she was rich, like, you know, my, so I can bring my baby with me. Right. And she was like, you know, Alexis is in California working, so he's only here on the weekends. And no, I I need to be with my child. And shout out. Like, I've, I've seen an interview with that dude. He seems like a legit cool dude from what I've seen. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, I just thought it was a, like a wholly inappropriate question. It's like it had nothing to do with tennis. Like, well, like, no. And I think that people were focused on the sexism of it all, but I feel like let's just talk about the racism of it all. Because, I mean, there's always been this thing where they're comparing Venus and Serena to, you know, men. The white, the, no, not the white beauty standard. Oh, there's that, you but know. they're also comparing them to men, so they're getting it in more than one way. So I, I, I don't want to lose that in the right, 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 because they are so muscular, then they must be masculine, so they can't be feminine. And I think that that plays into, you know, just a racism that is so old and so, like, entrenched that people don't even really think about it. But I just like, when I was, all the articles that I read were talking about the sexism of it all. And I was just smacked in the face by the racism at all, of it all. Like, I feel like it was inherently sexist and we can like almost gloss over that because like we, you know, fully acknowledge that they ask her all kinds of sexist questions. But I felt like just the racism of it all, because, yeah. you know, like. She's so it, beautiful and you're not. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that they, and not, and it wasn't just that she, he said that he, her model good looks, you know what I'm saying? As if to imply, you know what I'm saying? That she is the opposite of that. Like I just, it was, it was all just too much. Yeah. And it was, it was just like for somebody to, to literally as a respectable reporter, and I'm using that word, that term loosely, but to say that you've been waiting for years to ask that question. You ain't got shit else to do with like, your like, life. Yeah, yeah. Like you've been waiting really? that long to be that fucking offensive and just out of touch. So you've just been like, you've like been in the room and attached. this is how you act. Like, and and he, I'm I'm assuming that he's been in the room to ask this question before, and he's been around Serena. And I just, it's just like just when I read it, it's just like I wasn't shocked. I wasn't surprised. I've, I've. I've heard on the it, there, there's always been a coded language when it talk when it comes to like black male and black female athletes. It's always been a thing when we talk about us. It's like you know, it's always about like we're like specimens and all that stuff. And they've gotten their more than their fair share of that playing from the very beginning. 
Um, they had the whole thing where they were pitting them against each other when they young when they were younger, especially in terms of like you know the like oh this one's faster and like the brute strength and it's just, it's, it 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 wasn't like they were talking about people almost. So I I I, I agree I agree with what you're saying, Christy, and I, I I didn't miss the racism part, but it's just like it it was just it was it was just in such bad taste. It's just like yo, it's super whack. Maria Sharapova is the all American Russian next door that don't win nothing. I mean, she. I mean, that's not fair. Sharapova was a decent tennis player. You know, the Kornikova would be more of an example because Kornikova, because oh. Kornikova <laughs> got way, way. She was getting way more money than than everybody on tour and never won a major. To this she day, was she was a legit model yeah. pretending to be a tennis player dating hockey players. Like I just, at some point in time, I was like, why are we talking about her? Because was this, didn't she actually go unranked? For some years, and they would still be talking probably about did. her. Be she like, probably did. I mean, and she was pretty. I get it, her? but I mean, like, I'm so yeah. glad that she decided to go somewhere with um, Julio Iglesias. I don't know. I think that's who she decided oh, yeah, to go somewhere yeah, with yeah, and have yeah. some babies. I don't know. So we don't have to see her pretend to be a tennis player anymore. I don't know. I mean, she she. I'll say she definitely added interest for some people in the sport of tennis. But we all know that the sport of tennis, if you want to be fair is what it is right now, give a fuck what you say, because of Venus and Serena Williams. Point Blake, period, full stop. Same way with golf. Everybody can say what they want to say about Tiger and the train wreck he was over the last few years or whatever, but everybody watches golf now because of Tiger Woods. I know. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying. You just said everybody. You literally said everybody watches golf. I was being hyperbolic. The people that think it's interesting only think it's interesting when Tiger's playing because the reality is no one thinks golf is interesting. I actually kind of like golf, but I could only really watch it on Sundays. It's like like (laughs) watching it, watching it for four days. Is is a little rough, but I can watch it on like Sundays when they're actually playing for like the actual championship or whatever. If the high watch season had to compete with any kind of ball, the reality is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody would be watching golf at all. If I had to watch golf or hand job, I watch hand job. You ain't even got to put a ball in it. But for some damn tournament, I feel like that was a bad choice. I would just choose hand job anyway. I mean, well, it depends boring, on the sport. But... I really like sports though, but I mean, I can't watch something where y'all the highest level you're competing to is called the Masters. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking not interested in that. I feel like you've made a statement about who this is about, who this is for. Hilarious. Nah, I'm good on that. I'm good. <laughs> There's all kinds of other balls I can watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You silly as shit. Oh, speaking of which, because you know we're talking about sports that you know are traditionally watched by black people. Uh, I watch we? hockey. Yeah, you know I was about to go with that. Mm-hmm. We, we we just gonna throw it out there that the Capitals are one game away uh, from locking up this uh, first Stanley Cup. I for one am very excited. Um, I've been watching hockey for a few years now. Not not super like tough, or whatever. But I've definitely been paying attention to the Capitals, and they've been breaking my heart year after year. And they, and they finally like they trying to get it together. So I'm just putting that good energy out there for my caps. Yeah. Moving forward. I don't know why. What's up? What's what's I don't, I mean, I don't have football. I don't have, I don't have flyers, football. But... Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't I have, have football. football. Yeah. I just want to say it was very, it was very weird. I didn't really realize how much football played in my life. Because I, I watched it since I was a little kid. I didn't realize that Sundays were... I didn't realize it was that... Cause that's what I did. It was just what you do. 
So I didn't I didn't really realize how how much football was a part of my life until I stopped watching it and actively like made a point to not watch it. Uh, so that was that was different. So I feel like a lot more black people are brunching now. Look, I like that anyway because of the let mimosas. Let me just say, brunch is life. Yeah. This is why we had to change our recording day because <laughs> she likes to brunch so hard on Sundays. And I can't always drive here and have like coherent thoughts. Sometimes we get great, great content with you off the brunch though. Yeah, Pam <laughs> is quite a fan of me. Uh, recording the podcast. Oh, I thought you you just left it like the quiet cam's quite a fan of me. You just left it there. Recording the podcast slightly inebriated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got a great gouty story when I was inebriated. That shit was hilarious. Uh, Was that after brunch? Yeah. No, no. You like, we might have been drinking here because a couple times. I think we were day drinking. Yeah. yeah, We've had a couple. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you guys heard today, um, Kate Spade. She passed away at 55, young. What happened? Do you know what happened? She committed suicide. Oh, I just saw, it just said that she was dead. It didn't say why she was dead on the the link that I saw. Yeah, she was found in her New York City apartment hanging uh, from a scarf in her bedroom. Hmm. So somebody in one of my group me's, Shared a screenshot that somebody on, I guess it was, it looked like it was on Instagram. Um, somebody was like, oh, you know, I can't get white people and their gentrified depression and how they just can't deal with shit. And you talking about you got postpartum and you better pick that baby up and move on. And black people have been through too much to have time to sit and think about their depression. I'm, 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 I'm lost. Where's the baby come in and postpartum? Like, I don't know. Some. Okay. I'm just, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just want to just once again reiterate the idea of having to be this quote unquote strong black woman is what kills so many of us. If you are having issues with depression, and be, let's be clear, depression is real shit. For anybody. Depression is not just like, oh man, I'm a little bit down, you know, my team lost or, you know, I dropped a glass. No, depression is some real shit. And you have no idea what kind of demons people are dealing with. And when you're talking about somebody like taking their life or committing suicide, and let's be clear, this is not a white thing because black people do it too. Um, that's part of the problem, right? That, she, that it got colored. That, but that's part of the problem. They got colorized. It's like, like yeah, you, you and your white... You know, your gentrified depression, yeah, your whiteness. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's so foolish. Like, we really need to learn to take better care of ourselves where mental health is concerned. And if you need to sit down in somebody's chair, because, you know, people don't lay down in couches no more because insurance don't pay for psychoanalysis. But if you need to sit in somebody's chair and have a conversation with them, if you need to see your doctor, your psychiatrist, your primary care physician, you don't even have to go to a psychiatrist. Your primary care physician can prescribe antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds for you. If you need to do that to take care of yourself, to make sure that you can keep functioning, that's what you need to do. Because when we start this narrative, then we shame people from getting the help that they need. And then it does lead down this road. It can lead down this road. So depression, suicide, that's not white shit. I don't really, I don't, yeah, I, and I, I just think that it shouldn't be dismissed either way. It's a human life. You know what I mean? 
And it's like something that has to be major for somebody to take it to that extent. And maybe who knows what type of uh, issues they were dealing with. Not only who knows how they were trying to reach out and maybe not being feel like feeling like they were being heard. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's funny like to joke about well, that. I also want to wanna that. say something very unpopular, which is that sometimes people don't want help. Sometimes. True. People have sought help for years and the pain of life is just too much for them. And I think that suicide is as valid a life choice for people who struggle with a, a, a kind of overwhelming pain, psychic pain that, that many of us could not comprehend. It, that is just a valid choice for them as choosing to live and either suffer through it or get help. And because I think the thing that we have to really be honest about is that we should always get help. But the other reality is for many people, help is Doesn't not always necessarily help. right. Help is not even management, you know, because we're never talking about cures here. We're only talking about disease management. There will always be ups and downs. And I think that the reality is for as many people as these pills work for, there are just as many people that they don't. And the reality is we don't actually know how these pills work. And so, you know, we don't actually know why people feel the way they feel, you know. And so in many ways, we're just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. And so for many people, there, but for many people, there is nothing that sticks. And I, and I just, you know, I want to say that yes, people should get help, but that people should also be validated in their choice to say, I don't want to do this anymore because there are things in life that are worse than death. So I will agree with you on that. Um, but also just reiterate that this idea of, you know, black women have to be so strong and you know you're too strong to get any help from anybody is very inappropriate thank you i think i think that that narrative runs a lot of different ways because I, I i heard fat joe mention it when he was saying he started seeking help uh you started getting um um help in that arena whatever he said puerto ricans don't get help and he was speaking to that um, notice a lot of rappers being more open about it. Like Royce Five Nine has been saying he's been mm -hmm. getting help or whatever. Um, I, I think it's I, I think people who are um, in particular groups who are used to being oppressed and marginalized often assume that because that is the status quo, then you know you should just deal with things as they come. And not try to find your way through that shit. Maybe sometimes you need help in another perspective of how to balance that better. So, Well, also just, you know, realizing and respecting Christy's statement that no, help does not work for everybody. Um, but also neither does the idea of like, you know, this didn't break your ancestors. Your ancestors oh, didn't right. have to go and talk to anybody. You know, you need to just take it to Jesus or whatever kind of unhealthy kind of approaches that we... Ten, have tended to take um, regarding mental health in communities for people of color. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I, I think it's a very complex and nuanced issue. I'm, I don't, I don't believe it's one of, the, one of those things that you can tell anybody pray it away either. And I think that's also another issue. No, another way. I actually think that that is spiritual and um, mental health mal- malpractice. Like, and I, and the, and the reason why I say mental health is because pastoral counseling is something that you can actually get an insurance payment for. And so if you are a pastoral counselor, oh, oh, if, if you if you are a pastoral counselor, and especially if you are collecting an insurance fee, but if you are a pastoral counselor and you are telling people that Jesus is enough, that's malpractice. And that's malpractice because the reality is you may not agree with everything and you may not be qualified. But to tell somebody that religion is enough to ease their woes when we know that that is not true is is malpractice. And it's it's spiritual malpractice. It's an act of violence. And if you know someone who is telling that to people, you should a be telling the people who they're telling this to to actually get different help. Um, and b you should be trying to report the person who is giving that fucked up ass advice to whatever licensing and governing bodies there are, including their own denominations. Because again, that is an act of violence. You cannot tell people that they cannot seek appropriate help and. Pastors, you know, are definitely taught, you know, if you go to um, uh, any kind of seminary or divinity school that is ethical, um, that it is you, you need to tell people when they're out of your depth. And there are many people who will come to you with problems where you will have to say, I need to refer you. And so it is your duty as, you know, um, clergy to actually be able to have a list, especially if you are a pastor or you do pastoral care, to uh, have a list that you can refer people to. Or you just need to tell people, I cannot help you with this personally, but what I can help you do is find the resources that you need. But no, Jesus is not the answer. Um, to expand on what you're saying and, and to tie it back into what Takia was saying, um, in many ways, it goes back to the bullying and the shaming, because if you say Jesus is enough and your your basic needs are not being met, and you're not getting the help that you need, but you're being told that this is enough and this is what you're supposed to be satisfied and, and healed and fixed with, but it's not working for you, then that in and of itself can create a, a cycle of shame and, and feeling of not being worthy or, or not being well. And this is like your lot in life, which could compound your your, your issues or your woes. Another thing is, um, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a pastor that recently came under fire. He was a part of like um, he's he's actually major like uh, leader in a in a church body, and he was advising that women should not leave their husbands even if they're facing major physical and abuse. It would have to be like catastrophic for him to counsel them otherwise. And he oh, was. Yeah. The Southern Baptist guy. And exactly. He was in charge of, he was in charge of um, a, a huge theological school yeah. um, that the denomination um, supports. Um, and a bunch of women, you know, a bunch of evangelical they got, they got up know, in Christian them. women yeah. came up and were like, you know, nah. had their own Me Too movement. And they, 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 they have their own movement that has come out of this called um, Church Two. Mm-hmm. You know, because they want people to know that there's all kinds of, you know, sexual misconduct um, and violence uh, being perpetrated against women. Again, theological malpractice, spiritual malpractice. You know, it is it is 
it is bad theology to tell people that they should be abused because, you know, their marriage is more sacred than, you know, their actual humanity. Like, that's not okay. It's bad just to say people should be abused because, honestly, that's what the church has been doing for centuries now. There's always been a narrative and a justification for the abuse that people receive, and it's it's okay because your 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 reward is going to be heaven. You know what I mean? So, um, I I think you that better bash Mister's hand in and think about heaven later. <laughs> I think that damn that was good. That was well timed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought on that one. That was damn good. <laughs> or, or take a very Haitian perspective, which is that you know. Uh, in voodoo, when you get to heaven and you are accounting for your sins, you actually get to argue with Papa Legba. You get to be like, no, I did this because I had to do, you know, I A, B, and C was going on. Like, I was just trying to survive. You know what I'm saying? So, like, no. Mm-mm. Everything is relative. I, I have no understanding of voodoo, really. I can't really. Offer anything one with the other. But I, wish I, I mean, I can't think of a ten commandment. You sound like you know what you were talking about. So I just like you know. I'm mean, like, but, yeah. but I can't think of a ten commandment that isn't subjective. Thou shalt not kill unless you're trying to kill me in my house, mm-hmm. or just period. I'm just saying. <laughs> Rape and pedophilia are the only two things that I cannot excuse. Fair enough. Speaking of which, did y'all see how there, there's a, a dude running for office who's an admitted pedophile? Mm-hmm. And this dude is like, like he's like he's like he literally has a board. It's not just like he's an admitted pedophile. This dude is like he's like as Christy would say, caping for it. He's like, yo, like you should like if you like you should get a pedophile wife that supports your lifestyle and can and bear you fuck toys. Can like, I just literally can these I just, are the type of people we have running for office? Can now. I just say? Um, America embarrasses me. Um, in itself. Yeah, but also like when I travel, the idea of like, oh, you're American to be like associated with shit like that because, you know, none of those ideals, none of the administration's ideals or affiliates of the administration or supporters of the administration. Including Kanye. Uh, I'm not discussing Kanye <laughs> anymore, ever. <laughs> Okay. We'll not see. in life. We'll see. I'm not. Right, go ahead. But you're saying the, the affiliates, associates, and of it's the just like embarrassing. Like, oh, you're American. Because that's what you get asked when you go overseas. I know when I was in Iceland, I was in South Africa. You know, they all asked me about Trump. That was. A I thing. mean, I'm surprised they're not asking how you're still alive. Um. Well, there's also like that, like the whole idea of like you know, like Black Americans in in America, they don't necessarily understand the context and the, and the history of it either, even for South Africans. So, like you know, I remember Ty was actually trying to Ty, be my wife, ladies and gentlemen, was trying to explain uh to a South African person, like yeah, like no, nah, we weren't voluntarily there. <laughs> there's a whole thing called slavery. They're like, oh, because they they didn't understand like the significance of like, how did you like. How? How? Like, are you just from there? Like, are people just from there? She's like, nah. <laughs> but like, the, also then there's there's other countries like um, when I was in Southeast Asia, you know, it's like, are you American because you're black? And it's like, are you American or are you African? Because that also is going to dictate how I, I treat, treat you. you. Because mm. if your passport is blue, then you get a different type of privilege 
than if your passport is, I don't know, burgundy or whatever color it may be. Or green. Or green. It's just like, oh, okay. Oh, you're American? Okay, fine. So you've got different money. So, yes, we can interact with you. And there was... um, Tolerate you. I've mentioned this before, but Vox did... Not Fox, Vox, as in voice, um, did a little... The Dominican and Haitian thing? Yeah, the Dominican and Haitian thing. and I posted that. I posted it as well, and I thought it was interesting how even the translator, who's American, who's a black American, was always the subject of, of the passport checks. So, yeah. Fuck you still, DR. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you several I, times over. I just don't understand how self-respecting black people are still traveling to. Girl, world. they do. And I just, yeah, and, I'm, and I look at all of them like, oh, and you probably listen to R. Kelly too, noted. I'm you like, know, like <laughs> all these places to go are you going to the Dominican Republic? Like, yeah, I mean, people don't know any better sometimes, though. No, no I'm not trying. No, no, listen, hear me out. Hear me no, out. I'm not no, trying no, to be funny. No, on no, that. no, 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 no. If you have the wherewithal to perch, go through the application process, get your passport. Go on these Googles. Google can tell you everything you want to know. People ain't doing that. They just know that people go to the Dominican Republic. They just um, hear places that go. Some of these black people that I have seen have seen enough of these Facebook posts to know what the deal is. Yeah, so, and that's recently um, though. That's recent. I'm just, I'm just being, I'm, I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. I, I legitimately think that within the last, like, I don't know, six or seven years, this is this. I mean, this has basically been pretty common knowledge since that earthquake. Yeah. I mean, and again, what I'm trying to say is I do think there are enough people who really don't pay attention to that shit. They just like, do you want to go someplace nice? I want to go to Cabo because I heard people talk about Cabo. They want to go to Vegas because, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. They want to go to DR because they hear people say DR. You know, they, they, I'm going to hit y'all with the words of Melania I'm not saying Trump. I agree with it. Be better. <laughs> right. I'm not saying I agree with it. I just think that that's what it is for some people. Be some people no, are basic, better. yo. Many of these people know better. They just don't care to be or do better. And that's true, like, too. You know. I think it's both. I think there are some people that are like that, and those people vote for Trump or support Trump or justify him. Well, or, no, or you know R. What? Kelly or Kanye. I, or I have recently discovered list. that I don't have any patience for black people who say they like black people but don't really like black people. And there are a few of them out there. No, there's a lot of them out there because there's a lot of black people who say they like black people. They wear a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, you know what I'm saying? But don't actually have no actual compassion, sympathy, empathy, respect for people who live in neighborhoods that are over police. You know, so they like black people. They just don't really like black people. Like the idea of black people, but not the actuality of right, black people. Right, right, right. And they want to they wanna relate to that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying, just totally you know act like people should be doing better and not understanding the systemic you know so or pretending not to understand the systemic causes of it all while yelling at white people on facebook about the systemic causes of it all speaking of white people shout out to swimming pool patty who also was not able to exercise her privilege the way she wanted to she's a new barbecue becky y'all look Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not in the know. Apologies. Enlighten me. So we have a new barbecue, Becky, swimming pool patty. Okay. Wow, the batch of swimming oh, pools. Who? Well, who's the newest one? This uh this little blonde lady who called the police because she said this family of uh, or this group of black people were picking on her 
And so when the police officer rolled up, like trying to get her story, it's like, bitch, what you saying? She was like, yeah, you know, I just walked up to him and I was like, you know, hey, can I talk to you? Because I'm depressed. And they were like, no. And... <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you know, they walked away as I went to somebody else was like, why don't you talk to me? And then they started picking on me. And one of them said, you know, I'm a fuck, I'm a fuck you up. And, you know, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so afraid. And I might, I might've told her I'm a beat your ass. And the police officer was like, so you said you was going to beat her ass before or after she said she was going to fuck. She was like, no, I, I don't, I, no, I, my hip is bad. And they just kept picking on. He was like, well, where's your threat? She was like, because they were picking on me. He was like, but where's your threat? Where where, where were they threatening you? And this is the part of policing right here that like, I think sometimes gets lost in the sauce that people expect police officers to be counselors and shit. And that's I'm not, pretty sure that's she expected him it. to roll up and whoop their ass. Oh, there's that too. She probably had the expectation. Was, yes. But yes. I think people expect that like police officers have like some type of counseling degree where they're able to like, you know, have the patience for the fuckery. Like they don't have like multiple calls that they got to contend with. And then they got to come onto a call where like, you know, somebody admitted that they have issues. He was like, they, I got approached by people up there at the other swimming pool. When I came in, they were like, oh, you looking for that lady down there that's causing people problems? Yeah, that's the one. They were like, I don't know if she's on something or what. It was it was too a, long for me to watch the whole thing, but yeah, shout out to you. I read an Swimming article this week. Mm-hmm. I can Google uh, that. Mm-hmm. I read an article this week um, written by a, a black woman who used to be a nine one one dispatcher, and she was saying how like she eventually, her and another coworker, you know, like every day basically it was like just traumatizing being at work because all day, every day, you know, like in between actual real calls of people needing assistance or people calling to genuinely want to help, you know, other people that they see needing assistance, you know, there's people calling to say, oh, you know, there's a lady with a shopping cart walking down my street. Okay, sir, well, what's the problem? She's black. Um, is is she, is she, you know, is she disturbing the peace? What is she doing? We don't have those kind of people in my neighborhood. Send somebody out, click. You know, and she was saying how unlike any other person, um, people who interact with the police, 911 dispatchers, every word um, of their conversation is recorded Recorded, and available for the public. So Mm -hmm. they have to, you know, take these calls and send people out. And so it's not just the police, you know, that are harassed by this, but it's the actual people, you know, who are answering the calls. Because the other reality is, especially in urban areas, who is probably likely to be a 911 dispatcher? A person of color, probably a woman of color, because, you know what I'm saying, it's not the best paid job. Um, (laughs) And we tend to give jobs that we don't think are important to, you know, women of color. So it's like, you know, it's not just the police, but there are people who like, you know, this woman, she had to quit her job. Another coworker of hers, she had to quit because like one day it just becomes too much. Like one day you just get the call. That's no worse, you know, than any other call that you've ever received. It's just like, like I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I got a homeboy who's been doing like 911 dispatch for a very long time. But um, I, I feel like those calls need that lady who got jail time. I don't know if you heard about that. You probably did. But like basically people will call in with actual emergencies 
And before they actually got to like tell what their problem was, she would just hang up like, I ain't got time for this. And mm-hmm. just hang up on them. Like, like. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, hello, 911. <sighs> just hang up. Like, this is a real thing. Like, she, she hung up on like thousands of people for 911 calls. She's like, I ain't got time for this. And just hang up. Like, the, her average call, they, they, they figured out something was wrong when they saw her average call time was like 12 seconds. <laughs> like, some, like, wait a second, you are very That's efficient. barely long enough to say 911, <laughs> yeah. what's your emergency? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's actually 12, but it's a very short call, call time. So I don't know the, I don't remember the exact, the approximate, like, you know, number, but it's a very short. And, like, the base manager's like, Kevin, there's, there's something wrong. Your call time should not be averaging this. And they just started going that through the tapes. Up? Cause she probably killed people that way. Probably, probably. But it'll be nice if you could just have her for those people. Just put her in an area where they get a whole bunch of bogus calls. She can just call from jail, like pick up from jail. I ain't got time for this. What are they gonna do? We'll give her more jail? She's already in jail. I ain't got time for this. That'll be awesome. So we're gonna be awesome and put a great big giant bow on this and wrap this up. Uh, I don't have to eat because I ate before, but I still want to go home because it's kind of late. So thank you all for joining us. Again, treat us like good weed and share us with your friends so that they can get their own. (coughs) This is T-Rich. Hey, Savage. (laughs) Davinci Parks. And this is Shit You Might Have Missed on Flash Black Radio. And we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. Next week. Why are we not? Not next week? Next week. <laughs> same bat time, same, same bat, bat channel. Bat station. channel. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. We'll get to there. Stay blessed, stay woke one. <laughs>